I'm Greg Whitby and thanks for tuning in to Blue Yonder Voices. Each month I sit down with an educator and talk about the work of learning and teaching in today's world and in today's schools. Today I'm fortunate to be chatting with Robert Nastasi. Robert's taken up his first principalship at Emmaus Catholic College, Kemp's Creek. Welcome, Rob. Good afternoon, Greg. Of all the professions available and you know, your undoubted skill set, why did you choose education? Well, education was sort of embedded in my mindset. My parents came to, um, to Australia as migrants from Italy after World War II, and the conversation always at home was around um, education being the best gift that we could ever receive, my brother and I. And Dad always spoke about uh, the noble profession of teaching, and he always talked about his professore at school himself back in Italy, even though he was only educated for a few years and had to leave to, to look after things back in the, you know, at the home. Um, education for me was, was a natural fit, and Dad uh, really pushed me in that regard. He was my first and foremost educator, along with Mum, and for me that was uh, the passion that uh, was instilled in me by my family. So I went down that pathway, mm-hmm. and I've had a love for it ever since. In your early experience at school as a student, did you find the same experiences that your father had? I did. I, uh, I was uh, unfortunate to go through school at the time when you know the, the term WOG was always coming through mm. and, uh, and quite readily, uh, and that was always obviously very difficult to accept. But I always, um, always thought about Dad's comments that school was the best uh, gift that we could receive and to make the most of it, and uh, I did. I, uh, I put my best foot forward at all times, and I picked the uh, brains of my teachers at all times. I was always in their ear and always wanting to learn and always wanted to do better for myself because it was the ticket out for me. Have you carried over that, that view in your professional career working with your colleagues? Uh, absolutely, and uh, I espouse that with my colleagues, and I... I, 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 I talk about it mostly with my students uh, that education is uh, is a gift and uh, for them it's uh, a great opportunity to excel and to reach their potential um, so I often say to them you know uh, take it and, and take the gift and, and no regrets take everything you possibly can get from uh, what your teachers provide you and uh, it's going to lead you down a really good path so there's been a lot in the media lately as you'd know about principal well-being and how difficult the job and you know you've embraced this with a real passion yeah, I have. <laughs> so, so what's, what's attracted to your leadership in, in such a potentially negative environment uh, it's a wonderful vocation greg it, for me um you know i was privileged to be offered this uh, opportunity um I'm a, I'm a learner and I've been learning all my life. I'm into my third degree now. Uh, I've just finished the third degree. I'll probably start another Congratulations. one. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> a Master of Theology in two weeks' time I graduate actually. Um, but uh, yeah, to me, it, uh, I just love education. I love teaching. I love making a difference in the world. Um, yeah, there are challenging times for a principal, um, but certainly uh, the privilege far outweighs the, those demands. And at the end of the day, it's about being present for your community, and uh, that's why I've really uh, enjoyed taking. I can understand role. what you're saying um, you know, about being the teacher and love a teacher, but certainly it's a big step up when you take that responsibility. Uh, what, what's the really great thing about being a principal you think that you know really keeps you getting up and getting, doing it every day oh, it's being with your community it's having a relationship with your community i'm a relational leader i like to think uh, i always uh, resonate with that um that idea of being a good shepherd leader and um mm. that's what i try to do every day when i go to my you know go to my school which uh, i love and i love the community i want to be relational i want to be present for them uh, and that drives me every day and to make a difference um just like the difference that was made for me as a student uh, 
I see myself as a teacher first and foremost before a principal and those um, extra, um, I suppose, uh, you know, responsibilities of being a principal um, come first and foremost from that idea of being present with your community and, and leading them. So how do you find a way to get that teacher back in given the demands of the job but, you know, not being able to be on the, the floor all the time if you don't understand what I mean? Yeah, I do agree. I make a point of going to classes uh, on a regular basis and, you know, doing those learning walks, those educational walks, being present there. Um, but I offer my services too to teachers. Uh, I often say to them, yeah, I'm happy to come in and co-teach with you and, and be in that um, environment of learning, um, student-centred learning. I don't want to go in there and do a stand-and-deliver type approach, but I certainly want to go in and collaborate with teachers and support them uh, to support the learning outcomes of students. Uh, I don't have a class this year, uh, but I've asked for a class for next year. I'd love to get back into the classroom and, and teach my skills. Uh. Well, not only we have the thing about the um, principal wellbeing, but we've got a new HSC to look forward to. We and, have. Uh, you know, if, if you were in the position to sort of do something about schools today, what sort of things would you look to do? Um, I, look, I think we've got to embrace technology. We've got to embrace um, the idea that students are learning with technology. Blended learning is our is our key approach, I suppose. Um, but we can't shy away from that. And the HSC, I hope, uh, with our new syllabuses, uh, it's a contemporary. They're contemporary syllabuses. I really uh, hope that that's the case. I, I heard recently from um, a professor there from Western Sydney University at our um, big day out, who talked about citizen learn. You know, being a citizen learner. And I'm hoping that. Uh, that's what those new syllabuses um, derive in our students, that they learn those higher order skills, uh, not just the contents and uh, you know those, uh, those outcomes and that uh, information that they can go and get off Dr Google if you like, they can find that anyway. I want them to be problem solvers and critical thinkers and that's what my hope is, that um, our learning goes in that direction. What would you like to be able to do to help you, your teachers be better at their craft? Well, look, I think they do need uh, support. They need a lot of, um, you know, um, collaboration to take place and uh, I think we need to p- provide that time for them to collaborate so that they can talk about things that have been successful, talk about the failures. Uh, but I think, look, we talk about collaboration a lot to improve the learning and I think that's certainly the way to go. But I wonder whether we do that well. Um, I think it might be there's a lot of communication rather than collaboration happening. Um, you know, we talk about providing them p- professional development as well, but uh, I'm not a big believer in the one-off professional development. I, I think we need to do a lot more in in the school, um, particularly uh, on on the ground, uh, an action research type model where they're learning from their colleagues and each other uh, and putting those things into place there. And it's ongoing then. Do you think the the criticism of schools that's around at the moment generally and you know, compared to Pisa, we need to do better, and our schools are continuously called to improve? Do you think that's a fair um, summary of what needs to happen? Look, um, I, I worry a little bit about talking, using data and the use of data. I think it's crucial and data to inform our learning and to inform you know how we um, deal with our students and our, and our community. But I worry about data being used uh, solely for leagues tables. I don't think that that's fair. Uh, and I think people in our schools, teachers and, and staff, are generous with their time and energy and certainly are doing their utmost to, uh, to maximise the learning of the students. But often... Um, the data doesn't reflect that, uh, and it's often you know we're, we're comparing, um, you know, league, we're, we're being compared on leagues tables, which I don't think is truly um, digging deep enough into you know what we should be using the data for. Would it be fair to say it's sort of like the focus is on the tip rather than the, the iceberg under the water? Yeah, we're not seeing a lot of those yeah. things under the water. That, that good work that's happening, that good practitioner. Well, what would you do 
to, to make that explicit. I, I agree with you. So much good goes on in schools mm-hmm. and so much development. We have so much data about kids. What would you do to get that iceberg part out there in the community? Oh, look, we need, to, we need to dialogue around it. We need to, you know, discuss it and really bring it to the fore. Uh, celebrate, you know, celebrate all the good things that are happening. Um, you know, we had a, a day yesterday at my college where we had an Academics Awards Assembly, um, but we've never actually celebrated HSC uh, High Achievers. So we built that into the, um, to the Assembly. Um, and the dialogue after it, the buzz when these high, you know, the students who received high ATARs or the students who got a band six, but also the students who got scholarships or um, achieved, um, you know, vocational education training, uh, you know, uh, competencies, they were also acknowledged. But the buzz after it was about, well, we're catering for kids in a wide range of ways and, uh, and that often doesn't get celebrated. So bringing that data to the surface, um, you know, in many different ways and there's a lot of goodwill happening there. But we've got to celebrate it, you know, rather than say we haven't got this band six or we haven't got uh, we haven't grown above state average. Uh, that could be a bit detrimental to the mindset. It's about a growth mindset, I suppose. Yeah, you've mentioned you know your dad and his view of um, the professori. Um, <laughs> if you'd name sort of one teacher who's had a real effect on you, I'm glad you asked, Greg, because I've been thinking about uh, this person uh, in coming in to have a chat to you today. Uh, I had a, a dear PE teacher many years ago. Uh, his name was Mr. Blair. Um, in my year 11 um, year at school, I was actually asked to leave at that time because I wasn't meeting um, requirements. So I was actually struggling. And now you're running the shop. And now I'm in a, a fortunate position. But uh, yeah, Mr. Blair, Doug Blair, his name was, he took a great um, uh, liking to me and really took me under his wing uh, and mentored me. I was a good sports person and a good athlete. Uh, he was my PE teacher. He saw that uh, I could give something back to the community. He he uh, embedded this idea of being a PE teacher in my mind many, many years ago, back in 1980, I think it was, 1978, sorry. And um, I was just grateful that he was present for me and, and saw something in me. And um, from that, I um, I strove really hard in year 12 to, to work to the optimum level that I could to become a teacher. Um, and, and Doug was my role model. Um, I think he's passed away you know, since, but um, I'm glad he was around because yeah. otherwise I would have dropped the ball and I don't think I would have followed a teaching yeah. pathway. And we don't see enough of those sort of good stories. Yeah. And they'll make you a, a better teacher and a better leader. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Greg. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. You can search for podcasts in this series by going to blueyonder.wordpress.com or subscribe to this blog for alerts. I'm Greg Whitby and you've been listening to Blue Yonder Voices.